I've been waiting for this. I know you have. I gotta give you and the people what they want. Snoop's my man. Uh, who doesn't who, do, who doesn't love peaches and cream? I don't know. <laughs> Gotta fool me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Breakfast of Champions Season 3 kickoff show. Here we are with uh Brandon Menies and myself, Matt Trahan. Brandon, good morning. Welcome good back. Short hiatus. Uh yeah. Too still too long. Still too long. It was odd. Another another off weekend. I don't know. Yeah, listen, one one off weekend, you know, we might as well just say the heck with it. We're just going to roll one season into the next because, quite frankly, I, I, I did enjoy our Thanksgiving special. That was that was awesome. It was full of cheer, absolutely full of cheer. <laughs> oh, yes, it was. It was full of cheer. Speaking of that, uh, just to recap, how was Thanksgiving? Outstanding. I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Lots of eating, lots of indulging, lots of sleeping. Oh. All yeah. of my favorites, all yeah, wrapped about, in one. How about yourself? How about yourself? Was good. Was very yeah. good. Uh, nice to kick back, relax. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit. You know, obviously ate too much, cooked too much, and uh, turned those leftovers into a couple of really, really good uh, turkey pot pies. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't stop talking about those. Yeah, I got one ready to go for maybe next week. We'll see. I got it all frozen up and good to go. Very my boy nice. D-Train. D-Train? Yep. Shout out to the D train. Hey, uh, so listen, um, you know, I've been trying to cut back a little bit, but I, you know, I know that you're already back on that, that game plan there. So, uh, tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. Oh, uh, you're, you're going to be so happy. It's, right, uh, it's coursing through your veins. Yeah. You know, oh yes. The, the linguine and cheese omelet, babe. Linguine and cheddar. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little cheddar too, huh? All right. Nice. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of Very course. nice. Yeah, yeah. Like and, I, that, and hold on, and I went. This is all about you today. Sausage really on the side. Oh, not links patties. patties. Love it. Patties. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, you yeah. went with two meats. Two meats. Oh, double the meat. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, tell me um, about your cutting back here. Tell yeah. me about it. Talk to me about it. <laughs> my cutting back. My cutting back consisted of. Two eggs scrambled with a side of bacon, one slice of toast. Oh, one that's slice cute. of toast. Yeah, well, listen, you know, I, I'm trying to wean off. I'm trying to come off. I'm trying to come off that, you know. Listen, I like to think that some of my uh, good behaviors rub off on you. For whatever reason, uh, your Sorry? good behavior, <laughs> your good behaviors with the diet, just they don't stick. They just uh. don't stick. Anybody who's watched. Breakfast of Champions will know that I'm an off and on guy. I'm off. The, I'm on the diet. I'm off the diet. But again, hey, tomorrow is Monday, so all good things happen when you start the week off the right way. That's it, man. That's it. That's all you can do. We'll see. Um, more importantly, listen. You know, we talked about it a while back. Um, back on it again. Uh, may or may not have hit the uh, the Amazon Go button here and uh, picked up a nice two pounder of uh, Ethiopian coffee. Oh boy! Oh, oh man! Is, what are you gonna bring um, back from the from the conference this year? Well, last year was oh. Ethiopian coffee. What's coming back this year? Who knows? Virtual it's virtual. Coffee? Yeah, I was gonna say virtual coffee. What are, what are we you, learning? You, you're looking at it right here. <laughs> my, oh yeah, my, your my, recent home improvements. 
<laughs> hey, the basement never looks so good. <laughs> Man, if that's your basement, <laughs> I'm jeez, I'm fucked up. No, so uh, you know, hey, hit the go button. That listen, there's nothing. I know we will do a little coffee review here. Uh, the the Ethiopian got to turn you on. Got to turn you on to it. You got to try a cup. You'll uh, hey, when that stuff comes in, we'll brew you up a little a little pot. We'll split it. High octane. Um, you don't need much in it. I know you drink yours black. This is like the most sinful coffee you'll ever try. Outstanding. Let it, let it make it rain. I don't yeah. listen. I don't know what I don't know what to do to the beans. I don't know if they grind them finely. I don't know what the deal is. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what I have to do with the way they're picking them. I don't know. All I can say is this: is that if if you like your coffee, uh, Ethiopian's the way to go. Now that being said, you can't always get my hands on it because you know again. Two, you know, two two pound bag isn't cheap. Um, there's there's, a, there's another coffee, uh, Sumatra, Sumatra coffee, very very finely ground, makes a good cup. I'm not gonna lie to you. Listen, I'm drinking Dunkies today. Eh, you know, if I have my choice, I'd go with Honeydew. But oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say I got my 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 cold brew from Honeydew this morning. I gotta stop in and see them. Uh, although funny. Speaking of coffee, Dylan comes out of his room yesterday morning. And I'm drinking a steaming hot cup of coffee, which is, uh, if you know anything about me, that's super rare. We don't we don't do yeah. the hot coffee yeah. very often. He's looking at me like I'm I got three heads. He's like, "Are you drinking hot coffee since when?" He's like, yeah, I brewed a pot, you know, one one nice hot cup on a on a blustery yep. December morning, you know. Um, but it's nice. I I don't know if I told you, Folgers makes this. It's not regular Folgers. They have this like a uh, silk blender. I don't know. It's got a couple Ooh. different types. Yeah, it's like a I, a darker type. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I I had a I had a I had a silk shirt in eighth grade. It was purple. That doesn't surprise me. Purple from structure from structure. Oh, of course it was. Hey, of course it was. Hey, Did you wear hey, with the hey. Cavarici jeans? You you know it. Hey, you know it. <laughs> they were pegged at the bottom too. Of course. Was was it the silver tabs? No, 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 no. Z Cavarucci, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, while we're talking on that, talk about purple. I don't know, man. I must have I must have had like a, a prince calling at one point. Eighth grade graduation, purple soup. Purple oh, soup. Good God. Structure, man. Structure was my spot back in the hey, day. Purple's a royal color, man. Purple's a royal color. Yeah. yeah. Not, you I'm know not it. afraid to wear purple. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I don't know about a whole ass suit, but, you know. <laughs> Listen, if hey, listen, you're talking thirty plus years ago, man. That's well, no, not thirty. Oh, maybe no. about twenty-five. Come on, <laughs> maybe 30. about twenty. Maybe about twenty-five. Twenty-five. Anywho, I look good in it. I couldn't fit in it now, though. No. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> that was about seventy pounds ago. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Uh, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's all right. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> what are you gonna? What are you? What are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? Listen, we talk about it all the time. Uh, life is tough. Life is tough, man. Hot on the body. It's you know, it is what it is. So there's you know, no time to drink not good coffee. Well, that being said, you know, I mean, listen, we've we've done what we've done, and now it's you know, we can you can appreciate nice things. So when we do make that coffee, unfortunately, it's going to have to be it's going to have to be uh, hot for you. That's it okay. is going to have to be hot. All right, how you going to get hot coffee to school? Well, I have my ways. You, you do have a few mugs. I've seen a few. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a collection of mugs. You know, I, I do collect them. 
Um, the other the other coffee too, you know, while we'll keep it on the coffee is, um, and one of our friends at school turned me on to it. It's a place out of Bridgewater, Mike Shays, and they do a cold brew. So you you buy this you buy this glass jug, um, and it, the, the jug costs about four or five bucks, and then each week you can refill it for about ten bucks. Now it's good for a, it's good for at least four large coffees, and it's and it's wow. cold brew. Honestly, um, you know I'm not gonna go Ethiopian Mike Shays, but I'm gonna go you know hey not for nothing, but that's a really good cold brew. No kidding. You know I, I'm not a coffee snob by any stretch of the imagination. I just like a good cup of coffee. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'll drink anything, but I drink it black. So if it sucks, it sucks. You know, you, you find all the imperfections. <laughs> t t tell me, no, the worst thing in the world is, you know, oh. you're looking forward to a coffee. You go, you know, and, and, I, and I'm very picky, too. Uh, there was a place that I always used to go. And now I'm I will only like I reserve my 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 decision to a, a place in the north end, another place of. I'm not getting a coffee at just any place because some places make it different. And if you're going to pay three bucks for a coffee, it better be good. Yep. I'm telling you, I let, my cold brew from Honeydew and Fahaven is, is the, is the jam. Fahaven is always good. Fahaven is always good. I haven't had a bad Honeydew up over in Tackland Hill. No. It's always, it's always on point. Now yeah. you deviate and go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. You know, you, you're, you're running the risk. You're definitely yeah. running the risk. You know, what are you going to do? It is what it is. It is what it is. But, you know, I, there's nothing worse than taking that sip and going. Uh, nothing worse than burnt coffee. Uh, burnt coffee, yep. Or uh, or getting something that wasn't your order, which happened to me last week, and I was like, what ooh, is this? yeah. What's that like? That's, I a, that's, that's a rough hit. My coffee comes out, and it's not, not midnight black. I'm out. <laughs> you're going to like to eat the open air dark roast, then. You're going to like yeah, that. Yeah, right up my alley. Oh, yeah. Speaking of dark... Speaking of Doc, we're going to talk a little Doc. Um, you know, I, I like my history, and I think you know that. You know, I like a you know, good story. Um, you know, things of the past, stuff like that. So, you know, you may or may not know this about me, but you know, I've always like had an um, an intrigue into like the, the the mafia and 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 things of that nature, and all of the stories that go along with it. So, yeah, well, I like my thumbs too. Um, you know, but you know, I watched a couple of specials and whatnot, and you know. Sammy the Bull Gravano uh, obviously was the whistleblower of of, of what went down uh, with the dawn, and he's he's now out, and he's uh, I think you may have, may have seen it on, or may not you know, um, but he's doing he basically he's dropping he's dropping dimes and telling stories now. So he went he went in the joint for uh, for squealing, and now he's telling the stories. But I'm going to tell you, I'm totally enamored by by the stuff that they talk about. It's crazy. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Like, almost like an alternate universe, right? It's like an alternate yeah. universe. So you had, you had mentioned that the other day. So I checked out a few episodes on YouTube and uh, outstanding, interesting stuff, man. Some of the, some of the stories he has to tell, it almost reminds me of like sitting down with my, uh, my grandfather and it being like an X rated conversation. <laughs> uh, and it, you know what I mean? Like, if oh my, yeah. And that like it, it because it's story time, you know, you're getting the stories of the yep. old days and this is the way we did stuff. But uh, I'm getting stories of like, you know, carpentry and fishing. These dudes, yeah. are, you know, <laughs> mafia bosses and whatnot, you know, it's a. Uh, well, well, it's one of them was it was, you know, just it was totally floored me that he and this other guy were running a, a nightclub 
you may you might have seen this one, and it was a you know a good story. But running this nightclub, and they're running people in and out of there, and and you know at that point he's you know he's he's higher up, but he's not way up the chain. And uh, somebody comes in and and it, who who is up the chain, and it kind of throws a couple coats at him and says, you know, uh, put hang up these coats for me. Well, let's just say that didn't go over well. <laughs> it didn't go over well, and, and and listen, nobody nobody got hurt in the in the matter, but he definitely used some expletives. Um, and then later on in the story, he starts talking about how um, they kept the police away from the club because every week they'd put money in an envelope. And it was like, you know, just 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 crazy, you know, just I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's great stuff. I think it's an inside look. I think that, um, you know, obviously the guy did some things and, and now he's out and he doesn't he doesn't look well. Let's call it for a guy who was big, beefy and, 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 and kind of the enforcer. He's he's yeah. he's got some sort of um, some sort of condition, but oh, yeah. hey, he's got he's living to tell the stories. So yeah, he's definitely frail looking, but man, he's got some good stories. I'll tell you, it's he's got some serious <laughs> tattoos too. My boy's got yeah. some tattoos all over the place. See, a, see some tucking under his shirt there. I'm like, oh, all right. No, oh, yeah, going on there? yeah. Put, Always looking for a good story. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's like sitting for story time. You know, you you sit with a. And with older folks or whatever, and they got some good tales to tell, and yep. you get drawn into that stuff, you know? It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You go down, you know, the thing with the YouTube is, is, you know, you, if you see something you like and you're watching it on YouTube, man, you go down the rabbit hole. You go right uh, down yeah. the rabbit hole. You can, you can stop binge watching and realizing, wow, I've been watching that for about an hour. And it's like, you know, I like it too because, you know, this guy's doing, um, a 12 minute, a 12 minute story. And then that's over. And then, and boom, you Oh, he's got another 15 minute story. So you stop watching and it's like, wow. Yeah. That's know? about my attention span. That's about, <laughs> that's oh, probably oh, good yeah. timing. Anything more than that. I, I start to lose it a little. No way. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, I think he, he, he must've buried some money somewhere. Cause that boy was sporting a Rolex and, and the place he was in was fire. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, hey, I guess. I mean, he, he he survived. I mean, and most people don't come out surviving. So no, and he's selling it though. I'll give him credit. He's doing so. He's he must have a, a good producer or something because his graphics are legit. You know, yep. he, he wraps up the video with the like, follow, share, all that. Oh happy yeah, stuff. Here. Yeah. So he's selling it, man. Someone's for, someone's telling him how to how to how to maximize his dolly here. You know, for, for a guy in his a guy in his seventies, he's 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 listening. He's listening. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I like the I like the intro with the bull. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he's you know. still connected something that somewhere somehow. Yeah, I don't think oh, money's yeah. an issue. I don't think money's an no. issue. No, I see. I saw he. I watched a good one last night. He was talking about being in jail in Tijuana. That was a. Oh. Uh, that was a good oh. one. I definitely recommend watching that one. I haven't seen that one, and I will definitely watch. Yeah, yeah, check that. He's one. He's a great, great, great storyteller. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, really great storyteller. So you know, talk about telling a story, and 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 back in the day, I uh, it was strange. So the other day, I ended up uh, having you know you didn't get random followers on Twitter and whatnot, and it was uh, radio station Big One Hundred One Point Three. So. I said, big 101.3. Why haven't I heard of that? So, you know, I'll, you know, I'm easily influenced. I said, let me, let me give it a listen. I put big 101.3. I guess they've been around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's all, all the, all the oldies, all the, all the, all the good stuff, man. I, I've been listening to them for days now. Big 101.3. If you like, if you like oldies and, and some real good music, give them a listen. Told you so. That's been my <laughs> companion. That's been my, my, my companion to paint the house, you know? And, really? Oh yeah. And I'm a cool 102 guy through and through. Like yeah. That. 
Oh yeah, Uncle 102 for since high school when you're painting. That's the that's the move. And you know, I still got one of those. I'm painting the house out there. I got the old freaking CD player, cassette player, kind of oh, tune yeah. in. So I thought I was on Cool 102. I'm like, Cool 102 playing some 90s jams? All right. I get into this. And then all of a sudden, it's Big 101.3. I'm like, all right. I can get with this station, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's good. I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, you know, and I'm listening to a lot of, you know, Spotify and Pandora and stuff when I plug in in the car. But lately, I've been just hitting Big 101. Yeah. I, uh, in the car, I'm an Apple Music guy. I'm a, I can't. I uh, I hate commercials. Yeah, I, I hate listening. I, I do too. But if I'm working at something, it's different, you know. Right, totally when, different. When I'm cooking or cleaning, it's put hit on the radio and that's what's on. But in the right. car, I gotta because in the car I go somewhere else. That's my little tunnel vision <laughs> time. You know what I mean? Sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. My my, so my twenty five minute ride to and from school is glorious with the music blaring and you know. Oh yeah. So let me let me ask you this. Uh, I know that it's thirty seven degrees out. Um, is the house finished? With the exception of a spot that needs to be reshingled, so I said I'm not painting it, something. So, I'm just going to reshingle. So, so, so it's basically done. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. That's a, yeah. listen. I, we remember those days, man. It's a haul. It's not easy up and down the ladder, and you know. But you picked a good time of year to do it. I mean, you weren't in August heat and in, in, no. in, in stock sun, you know. No. So and then typically never never be able to do this otherwise, you know. Fall. Uh-uh. Right. Fall usually I'm yeah, on, you know, seven to seven. That's minimum we're doing a lot of things that we're doing a lot of things that we normally wouldn't do at this time you know and that's a topic of conversation for you know maybe a little bit later on but mm. yeah it's it's crazy but hey good for you it's done that's you know, on to the next project or maybe take not a, we'll take a winter break <laughs> take a winter break I'm gonna, I'm gonna hibernate for the winter i got you yeah. i got you yeah, I'm, a, I'm not trying to get on a roof and, and reshingle a, a you know a, a 10 by 10 during in december no we'll, no. we'll see in april i'm good <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I don't blame you. No. I don't blame you. Well, speaking of the winter, um, you know, a little entertainment. What are you thinking about the uh, the Celtics going to be kicking off the twenty third of December? That's right around the corner. Yeah, Milwaukee and Brooklyn coming to town right off the rip. Yep, that'd be fun. What what are we going to look like? Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to get your perspective. What are we going to look like? Well, early it's going to have to be the 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 J and J show, man. Tatum and Brown got to let it rip early. Should be, you know, with, with, with Kemba out for a while, minimal. Yep. You know, I, yep. and I I see a lot of positive stuff coming out of Tristan Thompson. You know, social media wise and saying all the right things. I know he's a little nicked up too, but uh, yep. interesting to see that. Seems like he's got a a personality thing going that he wants to kind of put some put some muscle back into it, which uh, I'm cool with that. You know. Oh um, yeah. I don't know. The, the bench is going to have to run deep early because you know they haven't been off for a whole lot of days. And but you know, looking at their schedule, they they got the second most nationally televised games behind the Lakers. And uh, I mean, and rightfully so. Yep, yep. And they start off. Like I said, they start off tough, and then you know they go to Indiana for a back to back, and I then it kind of yeah. you know levels out a little bit, and then they they go out west for an early February trip. That ought to be something, you know. Oh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I still think they're, you know, top, top, top tier in the East, and you know, there's a lot of moving parts all over the league this year. So we'll see. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I was going too. I just hope that the moves that they've made are enough to put them over the top. 
you know? Nope, they're not there yet. There, there's, there's a there's a trade piece that if they're in a certain place, something something's gonna move. Gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be. That's all I can all I can think of. Maybe they need to get Sammy the Bull involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple guys not- in Boston that that you know. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Maybe it'll yep. help. <laughs> yeah, no. I listen. You know, I, I look at it, and and you know, listen. Huge Celtics fan. I think you know that. But you know, I I have been critical of some some things uh, through the podcast. I I just hope that um, people that need to mature as players do that, and they do it this year, because I think that in itself could be a huge factor for us. Um, you know, we we always talk about that uh, senior leadership. And, you know, I, I don't know that Tristan Thompson is going to be that guy, but he has been there and done that. But I think you need somebody, you definitely need somebody that's going to help lead. Um, and I just want them to really put their foot down. You know what I mean? Like once you get on that pedal, like don't come off. I'm so, you know, Hugh and I joked about it and we talked about it. I, I mean, I can't even remember when, but it was like, oh, you're up by 16. But now, now, now the game's tied, you know, mm-hmm. like you're up by 16, man. You, you. Listen, you don't you don't let up. You don't even get you don't even let the game get within five. No. You know, and that happens over and over and over again where they're where they're in positions of really bear down and 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 get the job done. And then all of a sudden we're in a game. So you know, you look at like, hey, it's great to be up by you know X amount in the in the first half, but you don't come out in the third quarter or late in the third quarter, now it's a game. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. you know, that's a listen, the sign of great teams are the ones that can dictate the result in the end. And I don't think we're I don't think we're at the point where we dictate. You can't teach killer instinct, you know. You can't, you can't teach that stuff. Um, no, that's funny. I've seen a few few clips online the past few days. Um, one was, a, was a Jay Williams talking about Kobe, you know, Lakers, yep. whatever. Um, saying you know he's going to the gym early, get some shots up. Kobe was already there. You know, a guy busts his butt, sweating, whatever, does his run, goes out, hits the hot tub, goes to get ready for the game. Kobe's still there, you know, but this yeah. is pregame oh, yeah. stuff before anyone else is even at the gym. So uh yep. after the game, Kobe dumps 40 on him. No way. Says Kobe <laughs> after the game, you know, hey man, I, I gotta ask you, like, what's up with that routine or whatever? And Kobe said, I wasn't gonna let you see me work work less than you did. I was gonna show you that I was gonna work harder than you and be better than you. That you can't teach that stuff, you know what I mean? Nope. Like that is just nope. Larry Bird was well, another one for that kind of stuff. There's classic Larry Bird stories out there. Same same oh, idea. I, Can't I've teach that it. stuff, you man. Him, you, you see him running around the mezzanine for two hours before he even before he even step foot on the court. You know mm-hmm. that guy would put in four hours before uh, before a game, and and you gotta wonder like how how does that work with fatigue? You know what I mean? That just and to me that's a professional athlete when you yeah. can go 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 all day and perform at a high level during a game. I don't know. Like the thing about us, like would we ever, would we ever, I mean, and this is high school. So, you know, I mean, let's be honest, like, you know, there's only certain things you can do, but would you ever like imagine putting your kids through the paces before a game? No, it it, kind of goes without saying like, no, you, you save everything you got for that game. Whereas these guys are like, they need four hours to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and sometimes I got to, remind myself to reel it back a little bit before games or the, or the practice oh, yeah. before a game. Like, Hey, you know what I mean? They got to go full boat at this tomorrow, but to have that, that extra gear, man, that I guess that's what separates the, the elite from the, the average from 
Joe normal like you and I, you know? Right, right. Well, I will tell you on this end, um, I've only seen, you know, and, and again, I've been fortunate to be doing it for a, an extended period of time. I've only, I've only had one. I've only seen one. And, and really, um, you know, Jake Jason was the one. And there was, there was a kid who would stay after, a, you know, uh, a six to eight practice. And we'd, I'd be walking out the door at 10 o'clock at night, you know, yeah. getting up extra shots. And, but, you know, it was never before a game. You know what I mean? Never, 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 never before a game. But, um, you know, the one thing I will say is if he knew there was a big game, we were playing on a Friday night, Thursday, he was getting up 200, 300 extra shots the night before, you know? So I, you know, again, I think like you said, that, that can't be taught. That's, that's self, that's self-driven, you know? And and as a coach, when you see that, it's like, wow, you know, this, this individual shares my passion for, you know, for the game and, and, and takes it as seriously as he should. Right. You know, right. um, and, and again, he had all the tools. Um, and why wouldn't you put in the work? I mean, that, that, that kid's a workaholic. And, um, you know, at some point I think we'll have a, we'll have a conversation with him too, because nice. I think it ties into, I think it ties into all the things that we love, you know, hard work, determination and, and perseverance. So, you know, um, you may or may not know this, but you know, he, uh, he's, he's moved on and he, uh, and he made the Bridgewater team. So excellent. Kudos to him. No surprise. I mean, uh, no. I, I know he they put him through his paces, and I think you know, obviously Jake's always up for a challenge. So he um he's done the thing. Unfortunately, I think they're not having a season. So I don't know what's gonna happen. At least in the college realm, I am anticipating that you're gonna hear some sort of announcement that they're gonna move they're gonna move winter sports, I think, to the spring. And the reason I say that is is I think that a lot of those kids are singular athletes, whereas mm-hmm. you have others that are that are not. So, right. you know, Jake playing, playing, uh, making the team, I would think he's got a shot at playing this spring. Nice. Nice. You know, which will be interesting, you know, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm super happy for him too. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Well-deserved. Um, yep. uh, going to be, I know UMass Diamonds put out a statement earlier this week that they're that. playing in the spring, you know, that there'll be, there'll be spring sports going on over there, which would be good. You know, yep. hopefully it's a move, move in the right direction. Yeah, no, I listen, I, I think, you know, we're all kind of clamoring for that, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, listen, we talk about, you know, the, the entertainment through professional sports, but, you know, I think everybody needs, you know, to be involved and, 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 and have that release and take, a, you know, really think about it, right? So, you know, right now, um, we're not doing anything in, in the winter, and that's unfortunate uh, for us, and I think it's, I think really it's more of, um, it's a school-to-school thing mm-hmm. uh, through, through leagues and whatnot, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by that, you know, and the fact that, you know, I, you know, I really enjoy the, the, the camaraderie and working with my team and starting at point A and getting to, you know, hopefully Z, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. always a, a struggle to get to the end. Um, but, you know, coming off of last year, it's, you know, you know, you, you want you want to build on that success, you know, so, um, you know, we're, we're a little down, but we're not out, you know, we're, we're going to keep pressing forward and, and, and I think you're going to see some things, hopefully, these numbers go down and we can start talking, you know, some intramurals and some other things that, you know, keeping kids active and whatnot. But um, there are some folks out there that have the opportunity and, and have done a tremendous job with it. Um, you know, so there, there, I'm thinking there will be high school sports f- for some. Good. Good. I mean, definitely tough to, you know, the same, same with us, you know, we very, very, very good year last fall and uh, we're looking to move forward, you know, returning some nice pieces and, Good young core and 
Yep. You know, hopefully we'll be doing that in February. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a little cold, coach. going to be a little cold. But, you know, I think, you know, we're all – I think everybody will make the exception and be, just be happy to get out and get on it, you know? Yeah, cold I can fix. I can I can, I can deal with that. <laughs> I can control yeah. that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there's plenty of cougar gear to go. I right? just wear every piece you have. You, know, you just stay nice and warm. <laughs> <laughs> How many quarter zips will keep me warm when it's 20 degrees? Uh, right? You know? Shoot. Yeah. Today, today we're representing uh, Mavada. Mavada. Oh, nice. It's a fine yeah. organization. Oh, listen, listen. One of the best. One of the best. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of fine organizations. And speaking of fine organizations and fine people, okay, it's it's it is a great privilege and a pleasure um, to bring on um, newly named District D Athletic Director of the Year from Dartmouth High School, Andrew Christofoli. There he is. Good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How about you? I can't complain. I can't complain. I was hoping the Patriots game was going to be a 1 o'clock start, but it's a 4.30. So uh, it sets the day back a little bit, but I'm sure yep. that we can That's find it. things to keep us busy. Listen, before you get down to business, all right, we need to pump the brakes here. Before you get down to business, first and foremost, I think we both would like to congratulate you on a well-deserved honor, um, District D Athletic Director of the Year. Um, Listen, uh, if anybody deserves it, it's you. Absolutely. I think, thank you. I mean, it, it's, you know, very humbling and honoring to be nominated for the award and then eventually be chosen. But I got to be honest with you. I, I think that is just comes in second to the real award, which is being a guest for the second time. <laughs> at the well played, my friend. Well played. So hey, not, uh, and, not for nothing. Second time as club, brother. Second time as club. And you, yeah. my friend, are the only AD that's ever been on. Oh, <laughs> I thought I was the Stephen Gaskowski just kicking off. <laughs> wow. You know what? That, that, that just brings it to a different level. So, I mean, I think the District D Athletic Director of the Year is in third place <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, so, but uh, in, in all sincerity, I, I appreciate the kind words and, and the opportunity to be with you guys. I mean, I, 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 I watch all the episodes. Um, so I, I, am nice. a big fan. So, you know, thank you so much for having me back on. Thank you. Oh, we appreciate your support. Absolutely. We see you tweeting out there and whatnot. And by the way, excellent article in the paper. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Great no, uh, Brendan, Brendan Curie did a phenomenal job. Obviously, I know I, I appreciate all the kind words um, that you shared with him, Matt, and he was able to incorporate in there. Um, and again, I, I know that, you know, for him, you know, he's get, taking a little bit of a sabbatical and a, a TV timeout for a little while uh, for family purposes. <laughs> I think all three of us can understand and appreciate. Uh, and oh, yeah. He's back sooner than later because he's, he's fantastic at what he does. Yeah, he sure is. Yep. Yeah, always nice to see him come down the down the long and winding path out in Rochester, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, like I said, we saw obviously saw a lot of him this fall um, because uh, you know we were one of the only shows in town, um, you know. So you know, both um, him and Laurie uh, were very supportive of com of coming to our games and covering our games. So again, they do a fantastic job over there and. I just hope that they can continue to do that. I know that, you know, was it in-paper journalism? I don't know what the, the term is. I know that's, you know, challenging at this point, uh, but there's such a value to it uh, to promote not only our programs, uh, but to celebrate the accomplishments of our student-athletes. 
Right. Completely agree. That's what it should be all about too, is, you know, mm-hmm. highlighting the kids and the teams and, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, who's buying new actual physical newspapers anymore besides proud I parents know. and grandparents, you know what I mean? This I know. Everybody loves seeing their kids in print. They had, they had that super special deal going with the standard times online. And yeah. I was asleep at the wheel one day and I didn't get, I didn't get it registered in on time. So I'm sitting waiting patiently for that to come back on uh, for the second opportunity to, to, to get to get on a, a little online membership. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, it's great for us. I mean, I think it, you know, it, it definitely sells our, our schools and, you know, and, and, the, and the product that we're putting out there and whatnot. And, you know, when you talk to kids, I mean, they, they love, they love the pictures. I mean, I think they love the pictures probably just as much as the print, um, you know, and, and Mike Valeri, who was there for a long time is, is since retired, but I, God bless them. I, I, you know, they've, they've got quite the undertaking to, you know, to keep things running and, 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 and taking care of all of us. And, you know, I know you know, yourself and I will, will certainly do our best to, you know, make their lives as easy as possible. No, they bring such value to our profession and in our area. I mean, again, outside of athletics, and when you go into just reporting of local news, um, it's so important to have that perspective. Uh, and and again, over the years, you, you build relationships with these individuals, whether they're in person or build a relationship of reading their articles to the people that you might not meet. Right. And it is sad to see, you know, some of that go to the wayside. But it is a tough business right now, and, and, and hopefully it can rebound. Right. Oh, yeah. you know, it's, so. just like anything else, you got to find new ways, new avenues. <laughs> Clearly, digital is a, a huge market, you know. Um, so, you know, I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll continue to move forward. And like I said, for us, for me, just keep putting the kids out there, man. You know, keep keep making them look yeah. good. Keep posting good pictures so they can repost them and all that stuff, you know. Absolutely. Nothing better than a scrapbook. So That's it, you man. Know, I know a lot of yep. kids, you know, use those articles to, you know, for great memories. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think everything at this point is starting to go digital, though. I mean, look at the platform we're on now between this and, you know, Twitter and, and Instagram, social media. They have their own living uh, scrapbook, which is which is pretty cool, too, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, 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 Andy, um, first of all, I want to comment, you know, the beard's coming in really nice. Um, I yeah, he looks way better than you said he was going to look. I, <laughs> oh, this guy's coming in here. He did see me on Friday. I, I did step up my game yeah. this morning so um yeah i'm you know. i'm feeling kind of i'm feeling kind of uh you know lack thereof here in comparison to you 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 brought it you brought it hard well you know it's uh when you have a portuguese italian blood it it, it does come in a little bit easier <laughs> <laughs> so nice. yeah, you know I, I you know i'm a dartmouth high school fan six days a week and then on sundays yeah oh there you go so, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I bought this replacement. I had the original Bill Belichick sweatshirt like 12, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. And the thing was basically walking on its own feet at this point. So, <laughs> where she was able to find a company that, um, you know, that, that, that does this, uh, you know, the replicas of them. So, you know, I was able to oh, that's awesome. get one of those earlier in the fall. And, you know, it's my Sunday morning attire. Nice. There you go. You weren't trying to make it look like his with the the holes and the sleeves and the. Well, if I, Brandon, if I if I put my other one on, I'd I'd be right in line with him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's just not they something are... you want to be in public with, you know. <laughs> I mean, when you when you win six Super Bowls, you can wear anything you, you want. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it 
this is the, this is the truth. This is the truth. No coffee for you today? Okay. All right. Yeah. I see you. Uh, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Because you knew you were going to be on the show, so I'm hoping you. I'm hoping you brought well, something special. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I, every meal special to me, and that's part of the <laughs> <laughs> my man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, Sunday mornings, uh, most Sunday mornings, we order out at one of the local restaurants, and so nice. um, we filed suit this morning and. I got the, the two eggs over easy with corned beef hash and toast. I, I cut a little bit back on the hash browns, you know, trying to keep it cob friendly, but I think I ruined it with the first half of that breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you know. Nice. Right. Nice. Hey, oh, you got to, you know, if you got to fire up the furnace, man, you got to eat well in the morning. That's it. You do. And, and then keep the furnace going all day long. That's the problem. <laughs> I was going to say, especially with the 430 game, you know, <laughs> you got to stretch uh, that thing. <laughs> this is yeah. It. This by, is by, it. by eight o'clock, it's um, you know, you've already consumed right. <laughs> probably um, a week's worth of food. You're right. <laughs> yep. So, so Andy, we we wanted to talk to you, um, and get and really get some insights from you because uh, unfortunately, we're we're not in the situation that that you're in. Um, we're kind of on a pause, and I know that you've been uh, instrumental in 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 the SEC and and how things are running there. Um. So much so that, you know, I know that you created that pod system um, with some guidance from Central Mass and mm -hmm. some and, 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 and quite a bit of success through that. Talk a little bit about for us uh, the fall season and how that all worked out. Well, like you mentioned, uh, Central Mass had the best model. And, you know, and again, it's all basically it's built on your geographic location. And, you know, Central Mass has a very large area. They were able to split into pods of, I believe it was five, if I remember, oh, six, I'm sorry, six, if I remember correctly. And they kind of threw out the whole thought process of matching up teams with similar enrollments, and they did it by region. So uh, I'll give you an example. So the way they organized it, were, if we filed suit down in our area, so Old Colony would be in with New Bedford and and uh, and Dartmouth and Old Rochester and so you know they they formulated that plan uh, and that was very successful for them and moving forward that's the that's the plan that they're following with the winter now what we did was uh, and, and again and you know Matt through a lot of our experiences and committees and contacts you know we're pretty close with many of the Central Mass athletic directors so. There was a, a conversation that happened in the beginning of August, and they were kind enough to share their materials with me. And what we did was we took the nuts and bolts of their model, and then we tweaked it to make it sensible for us. Right. And so uh, what we originally did was we grouped up uh, teams uh, geographically, but we also took into consideration the, the competitive balance of it. And so we, which is something that Central Mass, again, um, didn't take that angle. Uh, and they just said, you know what, we're here for the kids and we're here to compete and we're going to, you know, be local. And uh, the teams that are more talented than the other teams will go into the games knowing that and handle things appropriately. Mm -hmm. so we were able to, again, have success with that. I thought here, if we were, could put it together um, and make it a little bit more competitive out the shoot. I think we'd have a little bit more success with that. So 
you know, went ahead and created pods um, from the Seekonk Geeks Providence line all the way down to uh, Bourne. And we had teams that were in different pods. And uh, we were able to present that plan at a District uh, 8 meeting. And uh, it, it did get a lot of positive feedback. But the issue was you had a lot of schools. And again, depending on, you know, we have a, a big makeup of schools. You know, we have some larger schools, some smaller schools, some vocational schools. So, again, we all have our different challenges. And um, unfortunately, in the fall, in the end, there were six, six standing at the end. So what we did was mm -hmm. we created a pod with the six. That was uh, Dartmouth, New Bedford, Durfee, Bridgewater, Raynham, Brockton, and West Bridgewater, who was from the, uh, the Mayflower Athletic Conference. And we were able to create a game schedule with a conference tournament at the end. So every school got between 10 and 12 games um, or competitions. And the nice thing was we were able to um, get together and create some pod norms, per se, as to what rules that we were going to follow, what protocols we have in place. And again, it, it, most of those protocols were state requirements anyway, but it was important that we had them all down on paper and we agreed to some of the ones oh, yeah. that that kind of stretched out beyond. Um, and, you know, we were able to run fall sports. I mean, it, it, it was very challenging. Uh, I, I think that the coaches and student athletes did a phenomenal job of tweaking uh, what the normal is to fit um, the approach and uh, to fit into the approach that we needed to do to be successful. And all the credit goes to them. I mean, yeah, we set it up, but again, they lived it on a daily basis in the grind um, yeah. and we're able to get to the finish line. So it was my hats off to them. And, nice. you know, we're moving forward into the winter time with the, the same type of mindset and approach. <clears throat> What's and, that looking like, Andy? Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, on, on paper, we're starting on the 14th. Uh, so again, unfortunately, you know, everything is in place. Uh, we've, we've created our schedules. Uh, it is a little bit more per se challenging in the fact of scheduling because many, many conferences have decided to play only their own. So when you're in a smaller conference, um, like the SEC, you know, I'll give you an example. We have a five-team conference, but in hockey, there's only three teams. Mm -hmm. So trying to find some non-league games to fill your schedule has been extremely challenging. Now, we've been right. able to do it, um, but again, uh, it, it has it has posed, posed its difficulties. And we have everything in place uh, from our, you know, our basketball schedules. Um, you know, indoor track has been moved to fall two, so we'll follow suit with uh, what the MIA put in there. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're ready to go on the 14th. Uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed to all of us that, you know, between now and then uh, things do not, situations do not uh, put us in a position where the 14th is no longer the date, but we'll wait and see. We can only control what we can control. And, and at this point right. in time, we put everything in place. I have my coaches meetings this week. I have my parent meetings this week. Um, so, you know, we'll be ready. Yeah. Nice. So we won't we won't put you on the spot, Andy. We won't put you on the spot. But you know me, I'm, I'm a um, I won't say conspiracy theorist, but you know always kind of looking down the road to see you know maybe what's popping, what might be happening. I think you know that about me. Um, my biggest concern, I mean, not really for me, but for others, is the fact that 
I mean, these numbers, I mean, we, we've done our best the last three or four episodes to try not to bring up the uh, the C word because it seems to pop into our <laughs> conversation every every single time. But I mean, the num- these numbers are, are are absurd at this point. Right. It's like it's like it's it's crazy to think that, you know, we're eight, nine months in and, and, and it's still it's still, you know, haunting us to a degree of like the beginning when we first started, you know, um, but yeah. I gotta give you a lot of credit, you know. Well, it, it's it's in my eyes, it's even more challenging than what, when you began, because it, when you began, you, you, yeah, you didn't really know what you were up against. But right. now that you do, uh, I'm a I'm a firm believer that. You know, in a leadership position, you need to be all on the same page and transparent and all have one strategy moving forward. And unfortunately, I, I don't think we have that. And it's not our fault locally. Uh, right. You know, it starts at the top and, and it, it works its way down. Uh, and I think that I think that that's the issue at this point. I'm certainly not I'm not a, a political person by any means, um, but yep. facts are facts. And. I mean, I think that's the issue at this point. It is scary. I mean, especially now where, you know, there's new challenges this winter where everything's indoors. In uh, yeah. fall, you yeah. didn't have that. Mostly everything was outdoors with the exception of volleyball. We did volleyball in the Southeast Conference. Many places did not. So everything was outdoors. And we were able right. to manage it appropriately, and the numbers were lower. Now the numbers are higher, and you're all indoors. Right. So, again, yeah, well, that's kind of what I was getting at. Right. That's what I was getting at is that the problem is, is that, you know, and, and being involved in committee work like yourself, um, you know, you, you see some of the modifications that they put in. And, and you know, uh, for us in particular, very, very tough to make some of those accommodations in a, in a smaller setting. You know, um, one of the biggest ones that I that I thought and thankfully we're in a good place there is, is the uh, the ventilation system. You mm-hmm. know, so um, I just saw the city of Lynn. Uh, shut down, you know, the uh, the, uh, the winter sports. And I think there's going to be a few more to, to follow. But you're right, because of the cold and flu season, because of the numbers, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of waiting, I mean, for a little further guidance. And I would say, um, and this is just a guess on my point, seeing as what we dealt with in the fall, things could very well get pushed back a little further than the 14th. I oh. think we're all anticipating that. Absolutely. I mean, it, it it's important to have dates down on paper. Uh, Uh There is, you know, uh, many of us work best when there's deadlines and that's me. Andy, Andy, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the, and Brandon and I talk about this off camera quite a bit. I think the thing that I struggle with the most is the fact that I like to be two seasons ahead. I want the schedule. I want it done. I want to be able to look at it, check it, triple check it. And that Mm -hmm. way, you know, that everything's in place right now. I mean, granted, we're, we're not participating. But we're all, we also don't have a spring schedule, which for me, I'd like to have that sooner or later and, and, and start making calls and, and seeing where I need to be. So that I can find coaches. And I'll speak to that point on a personal level. I, I've always, you know, I, I've always been one to always want to play, want to be in, in a coaching realm four or five plays ahead of everybody. Uh-huh, and yeah. the problem with this is, and and that and and that can be a big strength, but it can also be a weakness, because again, you know, thinking ahead and trying to plan ahead, you're not present in the present. And right. what this has really helped me with on a personal level was appreciating and living the day to day. You know, where 
you know, I, I might have a game, say, at 5 o'clock tonight. Well, I might not be thinking all my focus on 5 p.m. tonight. I might be thinking of the three things that are going to be ahead a week from now. Yeah. And this is really focused on, you know, the, the six inches in front of you. And yeah. and I think that, that that's important. And um, that's really helped me. And and, and like I said, who, who knows what it's going to be like when we go back to whatever normal is going to be. Uh, but I hope that that can continue to be a mindset of six inches in front of your face and also having, you know, an appreciation and um, a plan moving forward. But, you know, being in the present is extremely important. And it's, you know, it's funny. Different lives too. I was, it's funny. Yeah. You kind of, you, you jumped me a little, I was going to say, you know, I was going to throw something at you, you know, I guess biggest challenge and then biggest positive takeaway, you know, cause we all operate in a position of trying to move forward positively. So I guess For in sure. retrospect, you know, after one season, what would be your biggest challenge you thought you think you faced? And then I, I, I mean, you already spoke to your biggest, one of the positive takeaways. Well, I think the, the, the biggest challenge is, uh, and again, I was, I was fortunate. We have veteran coaches who are very committed. So the challenge is to get everyone on the same page as far as exactly how we're all going to move forward collectively and have all of the um, guidelines, the protocols, your uh, communication, all singing the same song. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest challenge. Now, we were able to do that very successfully. But the branch off challenge, if there's such a thing, is as the season progresses, and I'm sure that you guys have seen this a thousand different times, as the season progresses and people get more comfortable, uh -huh. they start yep. to revert back to what they know or what they feel comfortable with or what their training is. So one of the challenges was it was repetitive all the time, you know, and I was fortunate that through that, I guess, level of communication and accountability, we were able to maintain all of our momentum throughout the entire season. And not, you know, all of a sudden our guard is let down halfway through, something happens. Um, that that didn't happen. And like I said, it, it, all the credit goes to the kids, the student athletes, the coaches. I mean, they, they you know, the how they knew fall sports in their particular, in their individual, you know, sport that they play was different. You know, as the season progressed and as kids got more comfortable playing the game, mm -hmm. um, it, it ran very smooth. But again, it was a little bit different. And, you know, the mask wearing, you know, that was very challenging. You know, we had right. some teams who were awesome with it. Some teams needed that constant reminder. But ultimately, we were able to follow those protocols. You know, so just, like, just like your individual kids, you know, sometimes you get to remind some of them a little bit more than your other kid. And I certainly don't want to dismiss the fact that the, the, the kids were great. I mean, think about it. They're running around a soccer field or running around a field hockey field or running in cross country or playing volleyball and they have to wear masks. I mean, I walked down the hallway and I'm winded with a mask on. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm winded without the mask. <laughs> but, you know, all, all the credit goes to them. I mean, it, it was, you know, it, it was nice at the very end. It was um, the kids were really happy and, you know, were very appreciative. And that's that's everything. 
you know, uh, we, we did have the policy of no fans all season, you know, so that, you know, at times uh, got more challenging uh, as, you know, there was more pushback. But again, uh, we made that decision in September. We stuck by it every single week. Uh, a lot of credit goes to, you know, our building principal, our superintendent and school committee for continuing to be supportive. I know that there were other schools that were, you know, in our pod that started off. And as the days progressed, they kind of stepped away from that, uh, which, again, I think made our situation even more challenging. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but again, um, we were able to do it and we did it successfully. It was a ton. But like I said, your stakeholders all have to be committed. And it, they are your student athletes, your coaches and staff, and your, your parents. It's a, it's a little triangle. If all three of them, uh, if one of them drops the ball, the whole thing will fall apart. Right. Right. I think, uh, you know, and it brings me to a point where you, you mentioned it in your article, and I know I've heard Matt say it as, you know, reigning ADs of the year in front of me here. Um, you know, talk about providing a first-class experience for your kids. And um, mm -hmm. I think that's something that, you know, just from the outside looking in, it appears you've been able to do this fall and successfully over your career. I know Matt's been doing it for years too. Um, but I think that is so huge. And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, being able to, the kids being so good about it is because they know that you're trying to provide them with a great experience and the parents. And, you know, it's really a, a multiple, like you said, a, a triangle of, of people being involved. And, you know, your drive to pr provide that for them really, I think, helps and enhances that experience as well. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure that Matt will, will agree with the point I'm about to make, but it is all about the people that you have. Yep. So, yeah. y you know, you can have the greatest structure. You can have the greatest facilities. You can have the best athletes. But you have nothing if you don't have the quality people to to foster the process. and. You know, when I've been fortunate, when I was in Swansea, you know, I had a great coaching staff that was 100% committed. And you know what? If you're not all in, the coaches see, I mean, the kids see that. Okay. And you, how can you on your end demand an all-in attitude when you're not willing to do the same? Yep. And right. that is key. And it's all about people. It's about having structure. Everyone wants structure. As oh, much yeah. as people will push back and complain, they all want structure. Mm -hmm. And then again, everyone has to, you know, have one common goal. Right. And the, the common goal for us is to offer a first-class athletic experience. And I mean, again, you know, first-class athletic experience doesn't mean that every kid is going to be an all-state athlete. It's not going to be Very a true. scholarship athlete or a league all-star. It could be that you know, that student athlete who is constantly competing for a little bit of playing time. And and right. that in itself teaches them work ethic, teaches them to be committed to something, teaches them to be, have some adverse, uh, to deal with adversity when things aren't going well for them. I mean, that, that is all under your, your experience. And um, again, you know, if you, if you put the kids in front, when you, when you're making every decision, uh, within your program, you're not going to go wrong. You're not going to get them all right. 
but ninety-five percent of them. You know what I mean? And 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 again, I go back to you know providing that positive leadership, uh, mm -hmm. obviously from yourself through your coaches to the kids. I mean, I'm very fortunate, like you, Andy, that you know, and I always say, surround yourself with with good people. I think we're both fortunate that we have that situation, but I think the message from the top through the group. Um, has to be, has to be relayed to the kids, but it has to be believed by the individuals who are who are putting forth that message. You know, and, yeah. and obviously we believe it, and it's it's proven to be successful um, over an extended period of time. Now, switching gears, um, I do want to give you a, a, a quite a bit of credit. In in, in not, we're not even going to talk about awards, but I want to thank you for turning me on to some professional development about four years ago. And next week is the. Uh, the athletic, the National Athletic Directors Convention. Um, this year, Brandon was supposed to be in Tampa. I know Tampa in December sounds real difficult. Um, this year, it's a virtual. So, uh, that's so wait, 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 wait. Am I not getting any pens or anything this year? No, no, no calendar, no nothing. What the hell? I usually come back. I usually come back with some gifts, <laughs> gifts, Andy. You know, I know you do too. Um, I think I heard we're all getting a really good sale. <laughs> yeah. I'll get you some big pens. I'm going to the dollar store later. <laughs> you know I'm picky. Come on now. <laughs> I know. I know. But I will I will say this though. Um, one of the things that you know that you said to me a couple of years ago is Matt, you 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 have to go to this. You have to do this. You have to go. And you know, I was reluctant because again, you know, I mean, you're in the middle of the thick and thin of of what's going on at your own school. And I will say uh point blank, that was one of the best decisions as an as an administrator that I've ever made because you see things uh, through a national lens and you see it, uh, how, how different programs run. And, and I, I've picked up so many tidbits and so many, so many different things and made, made comments, uh, co uh, contacts, I should say, um, that I would have never made before. You know, it's really been tremendous. I know it's going to be virtual. I am looking forward to it and I've signed up for quite a few sessions. So I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. I, I give you a lot of credit because you have something that I don't, is you have to worry about a basketball season that you're coaching. And I know how committed you are to that and how difficult it is to pry you away from that. <laughs> it's hey, a few good, it's a few again, good people, good people. Um, i got a great staff. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you were able to do that, I think, and again, it's important, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of in some ways, um, sort of word I'm like therapeutic because, you know, you are at these conventions or conferences, you're surrounded by all the people that have the same type of thought process, commitment and drive that you do. And sharing, sharing not so much stories, but situations and different things that happen within their school departments. I mean, every school department, like I said earlier, has their own challenges. No two are the same. But when you get down to the core, we're all doing the same. And it, it is therapeutic at times to know, especially the one, you know, our state one down in March, down in the Cape, yeah. when, you know, you've already gone through a fall and it's in a winter and you are just, your body and your mind is hitting a <laughs> wall. And oh, yeah. it is it is comforting to know that everyone's going through the same things that you're going through. Everyone has the same thoughts Everyone is, you know, and it kind of it energizes you. And it's the same thing nationally because, you know, we're dealing with the COVID situation. Yeah. Um, I'm presenting at the, the National Convention on Monday. 
I'm working with a uh, an AD from Arizona, and a lot of our conversations, along with developing our presentation, is the challenges that they're facing out in Arizona, and they're the same as we are. <laughs> so, right, right. You know, they have they just have different sports and different seasons, but the core the core issues are all the same. So it does give you a little sense of you know. Misery likes company, but um, <laughs> but it is, and, it, and it's it's so important. I mean, you know, when you think, and if anyone thinks and feels that they've arrived, they're so misled. And you know, I'm so glad you said that. You can learn something from anybody, and it's just a matter of whether you're patient uh, to listen and whether you're going to allow yourself to do that. Uh, because again, right. you know, we're always constantly changing and evolving, and you know, things that uh, personally that I did two and three years ago uh, are, you know, what I'm doing now, some of it is much different uh, because, yep. again, maybe you experienced it and it didn't go as smooth as you thought. Or maybe through conversations with people and sharing ideas, uh, they have something that's better. And you can't, again, be too pr proud to say if, you know, and, and I know Matt alluded to it in, in Brendan's article, but you know, him and I talk all the time. I mean, I, I talk to Tom Tarpey. I mean, he's within our league. I talk to him all the time. Obviously, Ryan Methia. There's a lot of ADs throughout the state that we're in. I know Matt and I are both in constant communication with. And it's always great to hear their opinions and takes on things and maybe some programs that they have and, and some things that they've had to combat or fix. Um, you know, and, and it's just like coaching. I mean, it is a, a coaching is sharing of ideas, stealing of ideas, you know, yeah. um, athletic directing is the same. It's just, are you willing and confident enough in yourself to go there and, and really self-evaluate and say, you know what, what I'm doing is not right. Mm -hmm. I need to switch. This person has a better idea and, and have the drive to say, you know what, I'm doing that because it's the best thing for us. You know, it's funny. I was yeah. just going to, I was thinking in the back of my head while you're speaking, I'm thinking that sounds so familiar to coaching in, in terms of, you know, even I think about football. Um, you know, I have a, a couple of guys that are head coaches that I'm in constant contact with. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I lean heavily on my staff and their experience. And, I you know, I'm not afraid at the end of a season to go, all right, what did I screw up this year? Yep. What did you like? What did you not like? What are we doing? What are we doing better next year or even week to week? You know, hey, that game plan sucked. How are we going to fix that? You mm -hmm. know, so very, very relevant. Very, same, same idea. It's funny. I'm sitting here going, wow, this is very, very, very similar, you know. I would say too, Brendan, you know, I mean, I think we all have circles that we run in. Uh, for me, I mean, as I get older and, you know, again, you know, I'm getting a little older, but um, you, you, you definitely want to, you definitely want to associate with people that share your same ideals. Now, here's the thing, right? So, you know, you have to have a common appreciation for the individual and the type of work that they put in. Um, you know, so obviously, Andy, that's one of the reasons you're here. Um, two, you know, it's okay to bounce ideas and disagree or, or agree. But again, I go back to the fact that, you know, the point that you made, Andy, is, the, is that you can't sit back and think that, hey, this, this thing's on autopilot. I mean, because it's not. I mean, the, the business that we're in is ever evolving. Um, and to think that we know everything um, would be a lie. So that's where I come back to the national conference. Uh, I, I love the model. I, I love March. I think March is a validation of just what you said in the fact that, hey, we all go through the same things. We all have the same trials and tribulations, but you always walk away, whether it's the national or March, with something that's new, something that 
-hmm. you may have may not have tried or something that you want to try. If you can come back, you know, um, and, or even go in selflessly and say, hey, I want to I want to leave with three new things that I can make my program better. I mean, I, th I think that you're doing doing the work of the of the job and, and, and the job is to serve student athletes in, again and give them the quality experience that you can provide. Yeah, I mean, there's there's. And I and I was actually it, it happened at the, the national convention a couple of years back in Phoenix. I, I sat in a workshop, and we were talking about the three to one mindset, where you know you walk away from something, whether it's a conference, a workshop, uh, a class that you take. What are three things that you can incorporate immediately? What are two things you can incorporate within the next six months? And what's one thing you can incorporate in a year? And obviously, the three things would be three smaller things. I mean, they, maybe it's a tweak or an approach. Maybe it's a wording of something. You know, the two things um, within six months are, you know, more of a shorter term. And then there's one long one. And and I and I, I really took that to heart um, when I heard it. And, and again, I mean, so much of what we do in our positions, uh, Matt and I, or everything that we did as coaches. <laughs> I mean, it's just your your coaches are your players, um, you know, and, and those are things. And again, I mean, we've been able to, when I was in Swansea, we were able to do some pretty cool things um, because, again, it was, uh, there were some things that we could incorporate right away that, that really, and sometimes people didn't even realize it. You know, and then over a course of time, um, you know, th there were bigger picture things. And, you know, and I think it's it's realistic because it's not, you know, when you walk into something and they're throwing out a thousand different ideas and your head's spinning and you walk out of there and say, I remember the law, the law classes that we took. I'm like, oh, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> run. Everybody run. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, but again, if you, it's just like, that quarterback, you know, as the game progresses, you know, as your experience gets larger and larger, things start to really slow down yep. and you get to anticipate and see things before they happen. And those are the things that, you know, when you talk about a couple plays ahead, uh, those are the things that, you know, you're really trying to incorporate. My, my, my whole thought process is, you know, I, and, and getting, going back to football and quarterback I never want to put my program that I oversee or my coaches in a bad play. Mm -hmm. Now the play might only gain a yard, but it ain't, it's not losing five. Right. Right. So, right. you know, so those are the things, you know, I, I never want to have put them in a bad play. Um, right. and that, you know, and that's, that's been, that's been good. So Andy, um, the way I understand it and listen, and, and I've been through it myself. So I, I just want to kind of, you know, mention it to Brandon and, and you know, obviously we uh, we certainly wish you well. Um, you have obviously been named the, the District D Athletic Director of the Year, which encompasses our area um, and certainly well-deserved. I, I know that you've done a tremendous amount of work and anybody that uh, knows anything knows how much you, uh, you put your heart and soul into the position. Um, Monday is quickly upon us. And I, I do understand that, um, you know, there are tremendous ADs out there similar to um, – you know, what we do and the passion that we have for uh, for athletics and student athletes and coaches, there are a number of districts that will put forth their own um, AD of the year. And that, that will be taking place tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, there will be a vote and they will select one as the uh, the Massachusetts Athletic Director of the Year. Uh, 
in my in my in my honest opinion, and it's not because you're on our show, I, I you know, I, and I don't want to discredit anybody. I think you're the ideal candidate. I think that um, that as far as I'm concerned, that you know, when the vote is taken, um, if people do the reading, do the homework, understand uh, the time that is involved in being the best that you can be, I, I, I would like to think that you will be selected. No, I, I appreciate that. And I know that, you know, two years ago, you were in the same situation and, you know, um, the individuals that the committee voted in support of your application. And, and, and as I mentioned two years ago, I know that McFryer wrote a really nice article about you. And I, and again, I still stand by the points that I said then. And if it happened now, it will be added to. So, yeah. um, no, and again, I mean, it, it and, and you went through the experience, and, and, and I'm sure that you'll agree that none of us are in this career for awards and recognitions. Correct. Now, is it nice that it's identified? Sure. You know, I, I think positive reinforcement drives all of us. And, you know, um, we'll, you know, if, if tomorrow comes and goes and, and, and ultimately, you know, the, the committee goes in a direction that's, you know, not my direction, that's perfectly fine. That's not, certainly not going to stop anything that we're doing and right. any of the initiatives that we have within my building or within our district. Uh, there, there are so many great accomplished athletic directors in our state, and hence the reason why, um, you know, the committee that we're on uh, does a lot of great things because you have a lot of ADs that, that care. I mean, caring is the, the top thing. And um, so, again, I mean, you know, the, the, the hat is thrown into the ring and, and, you know, we'll see we'll see where it goes. And, and like I said, win, lose or draw, it, it certainly doesn't change anything is our approach to the job, um, what our goals are within the job and, and ultimately what we're trying to accomplish. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Very humble. I, I expect nothing less from you. Um, Again, I, we could sit here for hours and hours. I, I, I you know, I love the love the podcast. Love when we get the opportunity, Brandon and I, to bring on guests. Uh, you are uh, are the two timers club, and yeah. two timers, two timers. Yes, sir, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the kickoff episode of season three, Breakfast of Champions. We thank you for joining us, Andy. Best of luck uh, on Monday, and uh, we have no doubt you'll do well. Thanks, Brandon and Matt. I I, I appreciate the opportunity and. And I look forward to, to coming on for a third time. Oh, <laughs> raise it. the bar. Why stop? Yeah. I love it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. 